Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Ronnie. Hey, Brittany. So I want to talk today about a really important topic, and that is what we can do to prepare for like an emergency. And obviously, nobody hopes for an emergency, right? They're not pleasant. Nobody likes them. But the world is filled with them. It happens and it happens quickly. And, you know, emergency can mean many different things. So emergency could be like a house fire. An emergency could be a bad storm that like knocks out the electricity. It could be an economic crisis. It could be a time of civil unrest, which was something I didn't think – actually, no, I've lived through it twice now because I lived in L.A. during the L.A. riots and then I lived in D.C. during the um, all the stuff that happened during the pandemic. So, you know, it can mean a lot of things. And again, hopefully you'll never have to encounter any of these things, but emergencies happen and it's good to be prepared. So I want to talk about some ways we can do that. Now, I don't know about you, Ronnie, but I grew up in a community and in a religion where preparing for anything uh, was like something that we were taught to do. Like it was something that we were, that was just like one of the foundations of, of what we did. Mm-hmm. So that's just how I was raised. And I'll be honest, like I used to rely on just my parents for that. So I probably need to get better at that because I don't like, <laughs> I don't do it as much. My parents give us stuff <clears throat> for like Christmas. Like we got a generator one year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is. Except I live in an apartment. So I don't think I could even use that. Maybe. Oh, is it, a, is it a big generator or is it one of the smaller ones? I don't know because I never had them send it to me. They just have it in the car, which is funny. But um, so yeah, so I should probably get better about that. And it's something I think about a lot. And so let's talk about some things you could do. I think the number one thing is like have a family plan. Like if like, okay, if this happens, if we have to like evacuate the house for some reason, if there's a fire or an earthquake. And I grew up in a place where there were earthquakes. So like I remember that. And we always had like we went in the hallway. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really know why we went in the hallway. I don't know if that was more structurally sound than somewhere else. Is it? I don't know. Was this for an earthquake drill or what you actually did during the earthquake? That's what we did. So like okay. every time there was an earthquake and, you know, like it gets to the point where you're so used to earthquakes that it's just like everybody go in the, you know, we just all went in the hall. And now I'm like really wondering why we picked that. Like is the hall safer? I think it's because all the doorways were in there. Maybe. I, it used to be that the suggestion was you were supposed to stand in a doorway because supposedly that was the most structurally sound. But now that is not the case. Now it's get under a table or a desk. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, now I'm thinking about it, maybe we went in the hallway because there was no, like, windows or anything. Okay. Like, aren't you supposed to stay away from, like, shatter? I, I, again, I don't know. I just know that my family always I thought the hallway was into... a, maybe a tornado or a hurricane, maybe? I don't Because we never <laughs> lived, we always just lived with earthquakes. Yeah. So, and probably so did you because Southern California, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was something well, I grew up with all the time. Well, I grew up in Texas, so we actually had tornado drills. So Oh, okay. So when I lived in Texas very briefly and there was one tornado and that scared me. I think we went in the closet like under the stairs like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so whether or not here's some homework for you. Research why <laughs> if, if hallways are more um safe than somewhere else at earthquake. But so my family always met in the hall and that was what we did. Um and then we would always usually like stay in my parents' room and like watch the news and stuff after. I hate, I hate earthquakes. They still scare me. I do too. too. It's just, it's because it's so jarring and the whole world is shaking. It's like, what? Ugh, so freaky. I was really happy um, when I moved to Utah because it was actually one of the things in which it was like, oh, I don't have to have anxiety that they're Except for they're always like, the big earthquake is coming. Have you heard about that yet since becoming a Utah? 
Um, I mean, I'm not afraid here. Not like I was in California. Well, they're supposed to be like one of the biggest earthquakes in the history of the world is supposed to happen in Utah. But here's really? the funny thing. This well, has they're been supposed something... to be the big one in California for forever, too. So. Right. That's what's funny about it is it's like we were warned about this. I moved to Utah almost 20 years ago when I moved it the first time. And it was always like, ah, get get ready. Or actually over 20 years ago. Weird. Um, yeah. So that's just funny to me is it's like, all right, maybe it, at this point it's like it's been 20 years. And they've been saying that for 20 years before then. So it's so funny. Um, and the next thing is like know where the fire extinguishers are and how to put out different types of fires. And part of the reason I'm saying this is because I almost lit my house on fire the other day. <laughs> and this is why I was like, you know what, Brittany, you need to be prepared for an emergency. So I did not realize there was something under the burner on my stove. And I don't have a gas stove, so it's an electric stove. And I think sometimes I just think, oh, no, open flame. It's fine. And I walked over to my stove and I saw flames. And I was mad at myself with how slow I was to like I was frantically like running around trying to think of things to do but that I didn't know what to do and the most embarrassing thing is I realized I didn't know how to use a fire extinguisher which is you know what I don't I don't know if I've never used one either. I've never had to use one before. <laughs> so I, what I ended up doing is I remember like smother the flames right so I put like a pot over the burner which mm-hmm. contained the flames at least as I was still running frantic but I used to take like babysitting courses like how to you know babysit and they always teach you about like how to put out like a stove fire but I also remember that the electrical fires like with my stove you can't use water right that doesn't do anything mm-hmm. that sometimes makes it worse so I but quickly google it because I got the fire extinguisher from the hall and realized I didn't know how to use it and then I remembered that baking soda smothers flames, uh-huh. and I was like I knew that it just like I hadn't ever thought of it so I've decided to know where fire extinguishers are and know how to turn or put out different types of fires because I live in an apartment building and I think lots of people would be mad if because of me, the whole building was on fire. Um, I have a go bag. And this is something that I always think is really important. Do I have one? No, but I, I need to get one. And that's like everybody in your house has like a backpack that's like by the door or somewhere that you can grab it easily that has everything you'd need to like survive for a couple days if something really bad happened, like, you know, a bad earthquake or you had to like flee your house. So usually that's things like, you know, you have like, like flashlights and batteries and maybe like some snacks or some food and like little first aid kits, uh, things like that. You can like Google some things to to do that. Even like iodine drops for like water purification. Like, does it seem extreme? Yes, but you never know if this kind of stuff happens. You'd rather be prepared than not prepared. So uh, yeah, so like these things are so important. So I think having a go bag is good. I know a lot of people do, um, again, I need to practice what I preach and get a go bag. Uh, water supply is a big one. Um, and that can come in different forms. I know like my parents have like barrels of water in our backyard in California that I guess was like earthquake weird. I don't know. This is again, was this it? is me. Oh, it wasn't. Was it rain barrels? It was. No, because I think it's illegal in California, isn't it? Or no? Not. I had rain barrels in California. Maybe it's something. We just had. We just had barrels of water in case the water was, like, turned off. Like, again, like, in case there's a storm. And, I mean, this happened in Texas. That's not that outrageous, right? Austin never gets that cold. And so they had, like, a giant, like, ice snowstorm and, like, nobody had water, nobody had electricity. So, like, when I say emergency, again, it doesn't have to be, like, a fire, an earthquake. It could be something like a a snowstorm knocks out all the power and water. You've got to have some sort of supply. And there was that train wreck that, like Uh – endangered the water supply in like was it like Ohio or something I should know it was the Midwest um you know and people couldn't drink the water so like there's so many good reasons to have a water supply in case something happens 
And outside of just a go bag, having flashlights and batteries and things like that in case, again, uh, electricity goes out. One thing I really need is to get like candles in case the electricity goes because I don't. I do have a lot of like portable chargers to charge things Mm -hmm. in case because for a while, it hasn't happened in a while, knock on wood, um, I live by a lot of trees and power lines. And so it was like there was always like a tree falling on a power line because there would be like a windy day or something. Or a storm. We get lots of really cool rainstorms here in in Virginia and DC because it's like the South. It's close where I am. Uh, so I didn't have power once for seventy two hours. It was very frustrating. Wow. It was like right when it you started. You should have had your generator. I should have had my generator. <laughs> I should have had something. I was ill prepared. Um, and then also just like learn some basic things for first aid. You know, again, I grew up in a culture where we just kind of we learned that that was something. You know, don't ask me to remember now. But like you know, like if if putting like a finger splint, like making like a finger splint if someone like sprains a finger, breaks a finger, you know, something like little things. I'm not saying like learn how to perform surgery. Obviously, you're not <laughs> going to do that. But little things like how to, you know, clean a, clean a wound. And again, it sounds extreme because you think like, ah, when am I going to need to use this? But you really never know. And it's always good to be the one person that's prepared, you know, and the one person that, that knows what they're doing. Food supplies are big. That's the big thing where I come from. So everybody is is uh, they recommend that you have a three month food supply just in case something happens. And this is funny to me because that's one of those things that I'm like, when would I ever need to use this? But as we saw during COVID, yeah. food like essential food items went flying from the shelves. Toilet paper. Can you? It's so weird to me to look back at that and be like, was that real life? Like <laughs> I know it's you such couldn't. A crazy time. It was crazy. You couldn't get toilet paper. You couldn't get flour. You couldn't get like all these basic things that I think made a lot of people realize like, oh, this is important. And it's not just for things like that. Like, I think it's good to have supplies because like maybe someone in your household like loses their job or you fall in hard times. And imagine if you can't get food for yourself, but you've had that three-month food supply. That can be huge, right? So there's all these different reasons to to do that. Um, You know, even like maybe having cash on hand because when like the bank's like went crazy in Greece and stuff like that and people couldn't get money out. It's just good to be prepared. Like plan for the worst, but hope for the best is what my mom used to say. Uh, and then Ronnie, you don't have to say anything or have anything, but did you, do you guys have anything in, in your family that you try to prepare for or do anything like that? So I also was not very good on preparedness until COVID. And that really showed me, oh, shoot, I um, need things and there are not things at the store. And so I got a little bit better or I started getting into the mindset of how can I fend for myself? Uh, you know, what supplies do I have if another worst case scenario happens? So since yeah, just... I've accumulated, yeah, since I've accumulated quite a few more survivally or, you know, just emergency types of things. I have some, well, I have some jugs for water, but there's no water in them. Uh, <laughs> but I have, I have a little portable generator, but it's just an electric one. So you charge it. But even still, if I keep that charge and there has been times when our power has gone out and that's been helpful because I've been able to, you know, charge my computer or something else that I wanted. I now, I don't have the best food stores just because I don't really have a place to put it, but I have gotten better about, um, having more food storage on hand and, you know, in little nooks and crannies of the house. So uh, it's something that's been on my mind a lot more since, since COVID. So. Yeah. And I really think that's for so many of us again, because if you, if you would have told me that I would live in an era where 
couldn't go to the store and get toilet paper or I couldn't, it wasn't even just that, like that I couldn't get basic supplies. Like it's just, again, I, I, and I've said this on a few episodes, I've just been having all these moments lately where I'm like, was that, what was that? Like that was such a weird time. So yeah. So it's just always good to be as prepared as possible. You're obviously never going to be, there's always going to be things that come up that you're not prepared for, but I just think as much as you can have a plan be prepared. Like my mother used to tell me, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. So yeah. All right. We will leave it at that. Guys, don't forget to like and subscribe and share the podcast. And until next time, Ronnie, we will talk to you later. All right. See you soon. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.